It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Today's episode of Locked On MLB is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming a Major League Baseball general manager and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up at the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game. And now it's time for Locked On MLB. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer who is about to begin his fifth season as a host here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Uh, follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm on Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And on today, which is the 20th day of March, 2023, we're officially in late March. And you know what that means. Opening day is right around the corner. And you know what it means because it's a Monday. I got Mr. Bajakaloop right over there. There he is. Introduce yourself, Millard. Well, my name is Millard Thomas, host of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You can follow me on Twitter for my personal account at Creator Thomas Twenty Four. You can also follow the show account just by looking up on both Twitter, Instagram, Locked On Diamondbacks, and please, 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 we're slowly approaching four hundred subscribers on the Locked On Diamondbacks YouTube channel. So please hit subscribe on there as well. That's right, and we're approaching one billion followers Whew. at the Locked On MLB. We're several hundred million short. But I think we could we could bring in the Delta. Hey, uh, we got a bunch of things to talk about. I want to address one thing right away. I'm going to try to address this as quickly under a minute. Hey, uh, last week I acknowledged we talked a long time about the Oscars, probably a little bit too much. It happens to be an obsession of mine, uh, and I know not everyone's a big fan. 
But uh, I just, you know, once a year, just, I'm sorry, just indulge me to talk about it a little bit. The show is a lot of fun. But it did kind of remind me, um, I, you know, I sometimes get flack for my love of the Oscars. If someone loves something and it's not harming you, don't ever pull the whole what you like, stupid. I mean, people say that to me as a baseball fan. Someone asked me, don't you find baseball boring? Yeah. I said, well, I do a podcast about it all year long for over a decade. So obviously, no. And just because you don't like something doesn't mean you should try to prevent someone else from liking it. There's so much crap going on in this world that's sad and depressing and divisive. When you see someone liking and having fun with something, it's not harming anyone. Let them like it, which brings us to the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, look at, uh, I, I am. I'm going full disclosure. When if you listen to me ten years ago, when the World Baseball Classic was going, I think it was the first one in 2013. There, it had no bigger opponent than me, uh, mainly because Bud Selig thought of it, and Bud Selig is my kryptonite. But uh, it also, you know, the first couple of times they tried it, 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 they were spring training games. That's all that there was no energy to them. Um, And people say, when you go there, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, when I go to a Little League game, that's fun too. But, I mean, I I was really against it, and I I was completely guilty – excuse me as I scratched my nose – completely guilty of being one of those people who trashed it. And, tr- and poo-pooed people who try to get into it. But uh, as Allison, the infield fly girl, was on the show, uh, she's a big fan of the WBC, and she started turning me around on it. And I got to say, I can't claim I'm a huge WBC fan right now, but there's been some exciting baseball. There's been some good stuff happening. And do you know what? Anything that makes the sandbox of baseball bigger and more part of the world, and that's people enjoying going to the freaking game and watching a game. Do you know what? Let them have fun mm-hmm. with it. And people are having fun with it. There have been exciting games. You got the Trey Turner Grand Slam. You got the wild game in New Mexico, and it was Mexico and Venezuela the other day. You got Cuba playing the United States in a few minutes. We're recording this on Sunday. People are getting into it, and you're seeing the ratings are high. Not that I care much about ratings, but you see more people are watching it and more people are attending it and there's more energy in it. And do you know what? I'm all for anything that brings about more baseball and more people enjoying it. Yeah. And we're, you know, in the preseason, in the spring training season of the baseball schedule, we're actually getting to watch meaningful baseball games that actually matter to these players on a high stakes level. And the discourse just surrounding the WBC, I think some of it has some merit. I just feel like we've gone to the extremes when it comes to the discourse, when you're saying these games have no importance. Why are there any real major league players playing in these games? They are absolutely meaningless. That's where I think the discourse just goes a little bit too far, because I do think there's some mayor too maybe you see like the edward diaz the jose altuve's right your star players your hundred million dollar 
plus players getting injured, there is some merit to, you know what, do I want to send my best players to the WBC where they could potentially get hurt? I think that's a real question maybe owners and front office people and GMs will have. But at the same time, you don't look at the FIFA World Cup as like some extracurricular activity where these players could get hurt or the Olympics where, you know, you send your basketball players and your best athletes and those guys could get hurt because those there's so injuries in FIFA and there's injuries in the Olympics. And when those players get hurt, when Paul George broke his leg in the Olympic basketball a few years ago, we didn't say we need to shut down Olympic basketball and it can no longer be played because our stars are getting hurt. We said it was a one-off freak accident, freak injury, and we're going to keep playing because guess what? These players care about the pride and playing for their country. And we have a, the Olympics mean something to us. I think that's where we aren't at with the WBC yet. I don't think it's entered that national consciousness where everyone really cares about it on the same level of a FIFA and Olympics. And that's because the WBC is still pretty young. And it's, you know, this is only the third WBC that they've ever had. So I think after a few more years, I think hopefully the, the extremes on the discourse will change because these players to the players, these games do mean a lot. They want to play for the pride of their country. And it's cool to see a stacked Venezuelan lineup go against Team USA and seeing those two lineups really slug it out. So I think for the discourse surrounding the WBC, it's gone too far. I do think there's some merit as to whether you want to send your best players to play these games, knowing that they could be hurt. But the players want to. They want to be there. They want to compete. And is that what you want from your athletes in sports? Like you want to see them compete in high stakes games on the on the highest level? Like that's what the WBC is trying to do during the time of the baseball schedule when we're not getting important games or when it's just spring training. We actually get to watch playoff level baseball in March. I think that's a great time. And if you ever want to bet on the WBC, the best place to do it is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because the tournament is heating up, as now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. That's my favorite thing to do when the Lakers are playing. Give me Anthony Davis 25 points, AD 10 rebounds, D-Lo 3 threes, and Lakers to win. The Lakers have dropped their last two games, so maybe you shouldn't do that same game parlay right away. But don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, we can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more at FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Look at a big difference, and I this is I talked about this ten years ago, and I complained about it. Big difference between the World Cup and the Olympics and the WBC is those first two mean something, and they have meant something. Those roots are very deep. Yeah. Now, maybe the roots are starting to go deeper into the ground with the WBC now, and maybe it's starting. You know, I'm never going to tell someone that they shouldn't get excited about. I'm not going to tell the players what. I don't know what it's like to play for my country. Okay. I do value major league baseball more than anything. And the fact of the matter is, is I've always felt the system that baseball has, which is they take players from all around the world 
to be in their to play on the highest level possible. You know, players, you know, Otani and players from the Caribbean and players from Venezuela and players from Australia and players from Korea and players from all around the United States come play Major League Baseball. It's the highest level, kind of like the Premier League, where they get people from all around the world to play, you know, to play soccer in Europe. But we're seeing that the players are starting to care more and more. And mm-hmm. maybe eventually it will get to that point. The only injury I think there's any sort of merit talking about because, I mean, people could get hurt in a spring training game. People could get hurt washing Jeff Kent's car. You know, I think that there's the one, the Diaz injury is the only one that I think has any merit for discussion on this because he wouldn't be jumping up and down and celebrating a spring training game in March, the way he celebrated this year. But I'll also put that in the fluke category. How many times in the history of baseball have we seen a massive injury take place during a celebration? Kendris Morales. Mm -hmm. And that's the only one other one I could think of. Yeah, it's pretty fluky. You don't see it too often. So it's like, I don't know. I think maybe there's a way where front offices could decide and maybe put in a player's contract if you want them to go play in the WBC and if they get hurt, then it's like some injury exception where maybe you don't pay the salary. But I think it should be on a case-by-case basis and make it voluntary because, yes, there is a little merit to seeing your best players go play in an extracurricular activity where they're not exactly getting paid. But also, don't you want to see your players compete at the best level? And it's a great ramp-up time. These guys are going to be off and running once a regular season comes around. They're already going to have their adrenaline spiking. And the idea of adding, you know, we talk, we're going to talk about later, you know, making the cases against NL teams not making the postseason. A team like the Dodgers, I saw a lot of talent leave their team this year. Having Mookie Betts just inserted right into your lineup after coming off this WBC run, I think he's going to be a huge spark to that Dodgers team to start the season. Anything that gets people excited about baseball is positive. It's positive because I love baseball. If it gets people around the world more excited about it, it gets people excited about it now at this point of the year and ramps up for the season. You know what? I it, it I'm you know I I can't sit here and tell you that I am I have WBC fever, but maybe I will the next time. But I'll tell you something else. Do you know what flopped badly? Hmm. What sporting event flopped badly the first few years they tried it? The what? Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Super Bowl one. If you wanted tickets to Super Bowl one, you would go to the L.A. Coliseum day of the game and say one, please. And you'd have a ticket. Plenty of seats available. And it was considered to be a joke. The much better NFL clobbering the inferior AFL. It was considered to be uh, it, it was it was a shrug. Do you it also was a huge flop when they tried to do it. The league championship series in baseball. The, the first three ALCSs were bus sweep, 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 sweep. Only one team that lost the ALCS, the first three attempts at it, didn't get swept. Hmm. And they won, They lost in four because that's back when it was best of five. And doing my research on my 72 book, the 72 postseason was the first year that the league championship series was anything other than a complete shrug. But it was a shrug. And the first few times they tried the World Baseball Classic was a shrug. But now, oh, it's starting to get a little juice to it. Yeah. It's starting to get a little energy to it. And what I'm fascinated seeing by having more people interested in it, 
And of course, maybe it isn't super huge in America. It's getting a little bit bigger. But maybe that international interest that's happening could pile into the interest of Major League Baseball and vice versa. And do you know what? Anything that promotes the sport is okay by me. Yeah, and I could see it continue to grow in popularity because I think the most important thing when you look at these big world events like the FIFA and the Olympics, I think the most important thing is what's the level of talent that you're inputting on these teams. And you look across all these WBC teams, like they're fully loaded with stars in baseball. The Venezuelan lineup, the Puerto Rican lineup, Team USA, you got legit stars up and down these rosters. And I think that's the best thing that could happen for the WBC right now. So I think this is only going to grow in popularity. Like right now, I ask my friends who work at Chase Field, it's impossible to get WBC tickets. They cannot hook me up. Those tickets go for a good amount of money. And those these Chase Field is more packed right now than once the regular season starts because the D-backs, unfortunately, are not going to get home crowds like they're getting right now for these WBC games. So people are coming out to watch these WBC WBC games. Chase Field... I think it's going to continue to grow in popularity, knowing you have lineups and rosters loaded with premier MLB stars on these lineups and rosters. And think about being a GM, putting together those teams, how much fun it would be to sort of get the best of the best there. You know, I always fantasize about being a general manager. When I was a kid, I had my little pretend teams I would have with my baseball cards. And later I had my little digital diamond hand uh, playing baseball games. Later I had hardball on my Macintosh. I've always fantasized about being a general manager. And now there's the easiest yet most thorough way to do it. I'm completely out of my mind crazy for Ultimate Baseball GM. It's our new partner. It's a sponsor of today's episode, but I play it anyway. And guess what? You could create, some people like to use like like real name franchises. I've always liked to have my made up names, my own pretend leagues. Uh, you know, and the team I have right now is the Honolulu Waves because Ooh. why not? I have my team playing in Honolulu and, and I want them to win. Uh, and it's, you know, it's so much fun. And every aspect of the game, you can play through the season. You can lead your team to glory. So far, the Honolulu Waves don't look so good, but I can make trades. I can fire the manager. I can scout, draft players, go to international free agents. And you could set up the franchise exactly the way you want it in a challenging, realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable online. Play, play as you go. Play as you want. Play on the bus. Do whatever you want with it. Locked on MLB listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the in-game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the App Store. That's progm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. I love it so much, it couldn't even come out of my mouth. Start your dynasty today. All right, folks, we have talked about the World Baseball Classic. We've talked about the Honolulu Waves. But let's talk about the oldest surviving baseball league out there, and that is 
the National League of Baseball Clubs. It's been around since the 19th century. Some of the teams that are contending are still playing in the same city. But the National League last year, who are the teams that got in? Atlanta won the East. Uh, St. Louis won the Central. Lest we forget, Los Angeles had their greatest regular season ever. ever. And they won... Uh, they won as many games in the postseason as what, what, what as the Mets, the Mets and Dodgers, and Braves, the three hundred win teams combined for three postseason wins last year. Uh, Philadelphia, of course, somehow went on to the World Series, and San Diego came three games short. Now, a lot of predictions are going on, and. And including, and I'm about to make my official picks pretty soon. Oh, and and right now, I'm not saying they're my official picks, but I have those six teams all coming back. Yeah, I still think Atlanta is an excellent team. By the way, I praised the Mets when I had Ryan Finkelstein on the show, and and I have to address this too. I had Ryan Finkelstein on the show, and the second I hit publish, Edwin Diaz got hurt, oh. and I and I oh, and I actually texted him and said, "Should we do another one?" Uh, because it was a very effusive Mets show. But I had someone, uh, uh, I'll address this, I'm doing a, a, a listener mail episode, but someone accused me of being pro-Mets because I said I think they're going to win the division, that that means I'm anti-Braves. I think the Braves are going to win 100 games this year. I'm not anti-Braves. I think both the Mets and the Braves are going to win 100 games this year. Um, San Diego's great. St. Louis is the best of that division. Philadelphia won the pennant last year and I think are better this year. And, um, you know, St. Louis is the best in the division. L.A., who am I missing? Philly, St. Louis. Okay, those are the six. <laughs> L.A., San Diego. Philly, Atlanta, New York, St. Louis. Those six. Yep. I think they're all going to come back. That's kind of dull. Yeah, it's boring, but that's how I feel too because, I mean, I know we're going to make the arguments to against these teams, but – it's hard to prop up a non-playoff team from last year and make the argument for them to take over someone else that made the playoffs from last year. Like I'm a big D-backs guy, of course. I think the D-backs have a chance to make the wild card this year, but it's hard for me to definitively make an argument over someone else that made the playoffs from last year because I think there's still a gap between the D-backs and someone else, the Giants and someone else, the Brewers and someone else. So it's hard to make the argument for one of these non-playoff teams to jump one of the playoff teams from last year. Okay, so let's break this down. We got six playoff teams from last year. Let's conceive of mm -hmm. a scenario for all not you know for each team why they're gonna miss the playoffs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um let's start with the defending champs, the Philadelphia Phillies. Oof. Now keep in mind they won the pennant last year and they didn't win 88 games. They were an 87 win team. Um, truth be told, remember they started the season, they were 22 and nine under Joe, 22 and 29 under Joe Girardi. So for the first few months, they were pretty bad. And then they were nearly 20 games above 500 with Rob Thompson as the interim manager. And I believe they've removed the interim tab. Winning a pennant goes a long way for doing that. Um, they've improved the team. Uh, the biggest move, of course, being Trey Turner. Uh, is you, they inserted Trey Turner instead of uh, Bryson Stott and Didi Gregorius and 
you know, some who so they had a they had a, a flurry of not exactly uh, uh, jaw dropping shortstops, and now they have Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going to keep Philadelphia from getting back to the postseason? Yeah, maybe it's the lack of the Bryce Harper effect because we know he started the season with Tommy John. He might miss half the year, and he was by far and away their best offensive player from last year, um, coming off the MVP season two years ago, and maybe just missing that energy in the middle of the lineup because for long stretches during the postseason, there was a lot of Bryce Harper or a bust when it came to, to that Philadelphia Phillies offense, and I feel like the spark plug that Bryce Harper is, the energy that he carries, the gravitas, the gravity that he has in your lineup. Kyle Schwarber is still beast he's gonna hit 40 plus home runs probably again trey turner is one of the best shortstops in major league baseball but bryce harper is the glue he's the catalyst in that lineup and maybe missing him could be the difference between making it and not making it because their lineup was still good last year and it still only led to 88 89 wins so maybe not having that extra superstar in your lineup this year and you're still not getting a bounce back maybe from a nick castellanos maybe bryson stott doesn't hit that ceiling like you might have expected coming into the year then you're missing Bryce Harper maybe it's a combination thing because for a lot of these playoff teams it's probably not just going to be one variable they point to to as to the reason why they don't make it. it's probably going to be a combination of things so maybe it's the lack of Bryce Harper Bryson Stott not missing uh, not hitting his ceiling along with a couple of other things as well yeah and, and there's also the possibility I mean they're bringing in they brought in Kimbrell they brought in Strom they brought in some pitchers for the bullpen and they brought in Taiwan Walker but you know there there is a possibility that this team's pitching staff may not uh, fire on all cylinders. Aaron Nola, obviously, you know, you had Aaron Nola and you had, you had, you know, Zach Wheeler last year were, I mean, Wheeler, lest we forget, Wheeler pitched quite well in the postseason and, and including the game where they got eliminated. He was, it was one, nothing going into the six with Wheeler on the mound. Um, You know, they lost Kyle Gibson, who had an up and down year, but when he was up, he was very effective. You know, obviously he had some very deep valleys on that team, but you know, Sir Anthony Dominguez is still hanging around, but there, they have a pitching staff, which is potentially good, but also potentially takes a step back. And you could really make the argument. It's the fourth best pitching staff in the division, even with the injury to Diaz. And we'll get to the Mets in a second. The Mets have a ton of good starters. Obviously, Atlanta is stocked. And even after trading away Lopez, the Marlins have the Cy Young Award winner and several other pretty darn good pitches in their rotation. You could easily make the case that Philadelphia is the fourth best pitching staff in the National League. And maybe part of the, the, you know, the burst of energy that they had that got them to the World Series had to do with the, the relieving the tension of Joe Girardi not being there. But also remember, this is as much to do with Milwaukee. We'll get to mm-hmm. this and say, in fact, we'll do St. Louis next. Okay. But this is much to do with Milwaukee because Milwaukee, you know, wet the bed the final two months of the season and missed the playoffs by a single game behind Philadelphia. So, uh, you know, it's, you know, the Phillies, yeah, they went to the World Series last year and they made some improvements, but they were perilously close to be playing golf the minute the calendar turned to October and the playoffs began. So I think Philadelphia, if you want to make a case that they'll be the national team that won't fit in, I think a strong case can be made there. 
Okay, I like that. Lack of Bryce Harper and lack of rotation depth. Because if Wheeler or Nola goes down with injury for like two months, like I don't know what you do in that situation. All of a sudden, yeah. Taiwan Walker's your number two, and then it's a whole bunch of just uh, random dudes in the rest of that rotation. Like the fact that we had like a Zach Eflin bidding war this offseason tells yeah. you like I, I don't know what level of importance he was to the Philadelphia Phillies. So they might be just one rotation injury away from not making the postseason. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Make your second listen of the day, the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball podcast with Matt and Dom, who will keep you up to date with the best fantasy news, strategies, and analysis throughout the baseball fantasy season. Part two with Sully Baseball tomorrow, where we break down more NL playoff teams from last year that might not make it this season. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.